episode of the Leatherheads Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 7 is over. Week 8 is upon us. Um, I don't really want to talk about Week 7 because it kind of sucked for me. Again, I feel like I start every episode the same way. Every week. Every week. I feel like it's <laughs> it's like my team lost and then my, my – my, no, no, no. Let me repeat that. My fantasy team loses and then on top of it, my, the New England Patriots lose or they get Corona. So it's – I hate football. I don't know why. Or you lose game. your bets. <laughs> yeah, or you're gone and you lose your bets. <laughs> or you're Hunter and you're just a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it's there's not a lot of positivity coming. Um, no, fantasy football kind of plays with your heart, tosses it in the garbage. Yeah, seriously, I started off so high and now I'm pretty. I don't think I can get any lower. But if I lose to the worst team in our uh, in our entire league, that's that's rock bottom. It, it doesn't get worse than that. I'm playing the worst team. Wait, is Zach the worst team in the league? Yeah, he's sitting at one and six, I think. I lost. I was the first team he beat. Oh, big yikes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have said that on this podcast. <laughs> my my team's just as bad as yours, so it doesn't even matter. It's just, yeah. it's just been uh, yeah. it's been a rough go, but that doesn't mean our fantasy football advice. Um, I've been thinking about it because you know. I'm on a five-game losing streak. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I'm man enough to say that. Uh, I'm on a five-game losing streak. However, the advice I've given has uh, still been great. But it's just it's not working um, for my team quarterback-wise. Actually, it is because I got Brady. So I always give good advice. I, I kind of feel you on that, though, sometimes. like I, I give some of the best advice to others. And then I just don't follow myself. And you know what? I, and I, just I, screw I, it up. I, I think we might have to stop this podcast because I think <laughs> majority of the listeners are actually in the leagues that of people that we play against, and they take our advice and use it against us. So maybe yeah, we, we start giving wrong just... advice. I don't know. Maybe that, that we just, we'll charge we'll charge those people memberships or something. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that might have to be the play because I know Billy Keen's listening right now, and he's just he uses everything we say. He's an avid. He asks questions every single week. He, he asks. Dude, dude that kid. That kid. He probably opens his phone and he's he's on the waiver wireless. He's he's someone I expect every single week. We put on an episode every single Thursday at like he's a gym teacher now. Every Thursday at like six a.m. He's got an alarm. It's a set. PE teacher, yeah. but okay. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. My bad, Billy. <laughs> Wait, who's this? Mr. Billy the Kid, thirteen. Oh, okay. He has got an alarm set on Thursday morning. That says Leatherheads Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> so, Speaking of fans, yeah, let's just dive in. We some we work. got some questions. Let's dive in. Um, first question from Jack Mar. Thank you. Has Brandon Cooks caught his stride? Is he a starter slash flex? I had OBJ. Ooh, that uh, sucks. Um, I focused on wide receivers this week again. I mean, we all know OBJ out. That kind of sucked. I mean, not even on an offensive play. I do, I do like Brandon Cooks. I mean, ever since Bill O'Brien's left, that Houston offense has uh, looked more similar to last year than it did before. Yeah, I don't hate. Uh, I think if you're in that position uh, and you had OBJ, this this doesn't just go for the Brandon Cooks question specifically. But if you had OBJ and you uh, you have someone of Brandon Cooks caliber, that he's probably your. Uh, your immediate fill in there and try and find another flex guy, whether that be a yep. running back or a wide out. Yep. And and then last thing to point out, actually, today came out that supposedly Green Bay was interested in in trading for Will Fuller, which would even open up more things for Brandon Cooks. But um, that's our thoughts on Brandon Cooks. Uh, Malak with a, another question this week. Worried about Josh Jacobs? Can he be consistent for the rest of the season? Uh, Abel, what do you think? My uh, issues with Josh Jacobs is when they start to throw the having uh, when they go down in games and they start to have to force the ball down the field. Josh Jacobs' hat is and essentially becomes useless. I remember watching the Pats game; he was a non-factor in the second half of that game when they were chasing points. And that tends to happen. He's more of like a guy you want close ball game where you want to kill clock with like five minutes left or you know when they played the saints it was like a highly contested game and then at the end they were pulling away and he really finished the game for them it's more of a finisher he's he's really not good at re- catching the ball it's kind of one of the biggest worries about him when he first came to the nfl and i yep. think uh 
his effect on uh, games when they're down is not as good. Yeah, his performance, yeah, good his, insight. His, his performance is more lackluster, but yeah, kind of a surprising year down year for Josh Jacobs could, after last year. If you year. could try to trade trade him for like a Chase Edmonds or. I don't know. I'd be really th- interested. Or um, uh, James Robinson. James Robinson's a perfect type of back. Catch the ball out of the backfield and run, run the football really well. He can do both things. He might be free agent of the year yeah, in he, fantasy. Yeah, he will be. He will go down as one of the best free agents. But, uh, yeah. Malak actually has another question for you, Matt. Tight ends. Is Mark Andrews seeming a bit too touchdown dependent going to be a problem for the rest of the year? Is it going to be? That's a great question. Yeah, that's 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 a tough question too because I don't know. You look at you look at that Ravens offense in just in general, and they haven't been the same. It hasn't been the same uh, offense. So I don't know. You know, last year we saw Andrews as he. You're right. He wasn't a he wasn't a touchdown dependent tight end. Uh, so I I want to say yes. He he is probably right now if this offense is going to keep going the way it's going uh, unless we start to see the offense change um, and start using him more effectively in the open field rather than just in the end zone, I'd say he is going to be a touchdown dependent uh, tight end, which again, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Um, I don't think there's many, I can't really think off the top of my head, many tight ends that are targeted, not uh, a ton in the red zone, but in the open field versus just being targeted in the red zone. It's, it's usually, they're not targeted in the uh, open field, and they're more targeted in the red zone. So I think regardless, um, he's still a solid option because there's always a chance that they, if he does uh, catch in the open field, he usually does break off for big yards after the fact. Um, so I don't know. It's I, Either way, he's still a play, but I do think he is becoming more touchdown dependent as the season goes on. Yeah. So Tedden, you might yeah. be interested in picking up with more fans. He had like eight targets against the uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs. He had only three catches, but he's looking like he. Drew Locke is looking like the guy who wants to target him early and often, and he's a red zone threat. So you'll give him a couple weeks, but I think it's. Uh, I think he, he might be one of those guys. Yeah. Great athlete. Yep. Great talent. I'm drawing a blank on it. There's another one. And I'm drawing a blank on it. It's the Washington Redskins, or not the Redskins, Washington Football Team's uh, uh, tight end, Lance Thomas. Yes, he's uh, he gets a ton of targets. Not that really reliable in terms of catching the ball, but he does get a ton of targets a game. So if you're looking for someone who gets a ton of targets, um, like, again though, it's tight ends is is uh, it's tough because there's that balance of you're right. There there's red zone scores like Mark Andrews, um, the Green Bay Packers. There there's there's those kind of tight ends, but then there's guys who get a ton of targets in the open field. So yeah. I think regardless of Balak, I think uh, Mark Andrews is probably a solid play week in and week out still. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, last question, Jack, with another great question. We actually answered this via DM because it was a trade. He goes, I just got offered Zeke for Todd Gurley. Am I accepting it? Um, and we actually already talked about it with him. We, we basically said um, we kind of like that trade, um, you know, Zeke isn't the top tier guy, you know he is, but due to his usage, he's still a great, a great pickup. As you're looking at Todd Gurley, you know most of his points, he's just so touchdown dependent. So we did like that I trade. Mean, uh, Gurley's been playing better as of as of late, especially the last three weeks. But um, oh yeah, I, yeah, especially uh, I think he was I forget who they played a couple of weeks ago, but he had a really great game running the football. He looked really good, but my thing. See, but the one, the is, one thing I they're gonna have to force him to get back into the groove of things, and you know I'm not throwing the ball with Danucci. Yeah, no. And I mean, see, here's the thing though: is if you're that team, Gabagoo. If you're the Cowboys, I understand you're in the worst uh, division, but like with the team you got, are you are you that confident that if you've even made the playoffs? Is it even worth it? Yeah. Is it even worth playing, giving Zeke the amount of snaps that he gets if you're looking to keep him is long-term, which they paid him last year. So from what we know right now, they're looking to keep him. Um, is it even worth him to give all those snaps? Is he? I, I personally think he's gonna Zeke is going to see less uh, 
less action as the season goes on. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. We uh we we told Jack to go with Zeke. Um, I mean that's that's a tough that's a tough one for anyone. I mean you could ask Matthew Barry. That's a that's a tough one, but good luck. Thanks for the questions. Uh, as always, and uh, to, to lead it yeah, off, be, be sure to uh, remember uh, before we jump into running backs, make sure to like J- Jack hit us up. I don't want to say when did he ask that question. He asked it today, Wednesday. Yeah, I think he asked one t- today and one Tuesday. Yeah, so like like Jack did, just hit us up all week. We're, we're we're always available. If you guys got trades, we'll answer you. Um, if you wanted to be on the show, answer the questions on our story. If you if you got urgent, DM us. Um, we're we're pretty we're, we're we're pretty good at uh, answering you guys with um some detail. I know Hunter Hunter tackled the Jack question today, and uh, I went and looked at the DM, and it was a uh, it was a pretty good uh it was a, it was a really good insight into that uh into that trade. So don't be afraid to hit us up on all forms of social media. Tweet at us, DM us. Um, if you know us personally, text us. Obviously, that's probably the quickest way. But don't be afraid. Yeah, absolutely. Hit us up, uh, Abel. You want to start off running backs for the week? Yep, let's get it. I'll go as fast as possible. All right. We got uh, Chase Edmonds is out. Drake is uh, faltering. I wanted to bring him up really quick. Chase Edmonds is the RB1 on that team now. It's his team. Yeah. He's the captain now. Yep. If you watch the end of that game, Kyler, Mur- <laughs> Kyler Murray was just sinking and dunking down the field with him, and it, it was fun. To- it was good to watch. Guys like uh, Antonio Gibson are number one backs, and James Robinson, but they're not playing this week. And you have guys who are really seriously injured, like Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Raheem Morris, uh, Mostert, and then uh, guys like Chris Carson are banged up, Devontae Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Jeff Wilson, and then the guys who are questionable is McCaffrey's out again, 100% start Mike Davis, Aaron Jones is out again, play my savior Jamal Williams, had a great game last week. If uh, Joe Mixon is out, play Bernard. If Miles Sanders is out, play Boston Scott again. Dalvin Cook, uh, play Madison. And then if Ingram is out, don't play anybody. Because uh, the Ravens running backs aren't very good. As uh, like They're like Patriots running backs. You just don't really know who's going to pop out week by week. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's those running backs by committee type teams yeah. that are tough. And obviously the teams digra- uh, digress a little bit yeah yeah I, th- I think you were I think you used to right I don't even know <laughs> I'm gonna have to check the, the dictionary later <laughs> but uh Miles uh, Miles Gaskins is a solid start this week they're playing the Rams but he's he's definitely been a guy who's been breaking out recently he's been the running back one on that team uh, I brought up like uh quickly that Giovanni Bernard has been a beast since uh Mixon's out they like to throw the football, and he's a good receiving back. So, yeah. if you're in a PPR league, he's a great player to have. Boston Scott, similarly similar player, great receiving back for Wentz. And then uh, Melvin Gordon, he's gonna have to be the starter this week. Failed the DUI and still gets to play football. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Wow. Shouldn't, he, shouldn't he be suspended? Uh, uh, yeah. Was the there NFL. any suspension? It's the NFL. Come on. I think it was Denver's kind of power to to do what they want with them then my, and then the nfl does their own separate but i haven't heard anything about that okay i mean all right gets away with that but uh melvin gordon's a good one to start this week against the the chargers whenever i see lac it reminds me of the clippers i always want to say the los angeles clippers yeah uh then you have yeah it is weird saying that yeah uh, then you have a uh, leonard fournette i think uh they're running back by committee approach over there now that he when he's healthy, just uh I kind of question starting him or even Ronald Jones. There are other guys who are probably better, and then uh if healthy, I would definitely go after. Uh, I mean I definitely start. Uh, what's it? I'm blanking. Why am I blanking on his name? His name is on the top of my head and Kareem Hunt. I don't know why I forgot that because the Browns have a, good, a favorable. Dude, we're talking there. about suspensions and stuff coming down from the NFL. You forget that guy's name. Yeah, I know the, <laughs> the king, king of kicking. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. another uh, sleeper. So I, I, this week is about running back sleepers and finding them at the right places. And uh, number one would be like Jamichael Hasty. 
Jeff Wills, this, the 49ers are a team that can replace running backs and plug in another one, and it doesn't change. Their offense is just as good. So yeah, literally they've been doing it all year. Every single They've been doing it for the past several years. Yeah, they, they have. Matt Breida yeah. went to Mostert, or who is he? They've, they've had too many running backs. They're such a loser. Yeah. And that, that dude, Marshawn Lynch, was pretty good. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Dude, Marshawn Lynch played on the <laughs> uh, Okay, I get it. Uh, <laughs> no, he did play on the Raiders. Or he went back to Seattle, he, didn't he? No, he went to the Raiders in Seattle. Okay. Uh, okay, another sleeper would be LaMichael P. Ryan on the Jets. I know they love giving the ball to Frank Gore, which is just the stupidest thing in the world. Like, he doesn't – he's just old. <laughs> he gets, like, four, three and a half yards per carry. Like, LaMichael P. Ryan can catch the ball out of the backfield. But he – they're slowly – Gase is slowly moving – Towards playing P Ryan's rookie, good running back. And yeah, if you're desperate, I I, like, I do like him. I'm desperate in one of my leagues, so I definitely picked him up. And then another guy who's turning out to be the starter as a rookie is Zach Moss. They're kind of leaning towards him. Devin Singletary struggled as the leading rusher, and Zach Moss has been a more effective runner, bigger back too. So that's really it. I like Carlos Hyde personally. He had a big week last week with Chris Harson out. So now he's going to be the RB1 again. He's been a running back. He's been relatively solid throughout his career. So I think he can perform well. And uh, I think that's really it for running backs this week. It's been a tough... It's a good list. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's looking tough as the season but goes on. I, I do honestly agree with you, though, that I think this week is, is relying a lot on uh, running back. Just from yeah. at least I I don't know Hunter's about to get into wide receivers, but I know quarterbacks. It's uh it's not looking great for most that many quarterbacks. Yeah, anyway. it's that that half of the season where it's like now you really are getting strict with dropping guys. So waiver wire is just as important as ever. Um, I'll, I, well I'll take it off with wide receivers. I don't have that long of a list of L. You kind of showed me up, but uh. <laughs> I you know I tried to say this dude's name correctly before the show I still can't so I'm just gonna Butcher try to win it. Butcher it. Brand <laughs> Brandon Ayuk is definitely Ayuk. wrong. I just screwed that up. Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco. Uh, he I've been watching him for a uh, few weeks. He he's definitely kind of uh, stepping up his game. Debo Samuel probably out. He had seven targets last week, six receptions, 115 yards. Did a great job. Uh, they're facing Seattle, which is a horrible, shredded-up defense. I don't think Jamal Adams will be back. Um, so I do like that is, start this week. What's his name week. from uh, the trade? Is he going to be active? On Dunlap? That's a good question. That just happened today, but NFL moves quick. Um, I, I, it's just weird with the COVID. I, I don't know how trades. five days. Okay, so that's that's, that's close. The fifth. Is it? Yeah, they, they make you take, like, a five-day protocol rule, so I don't know if he's going to be able to play. Yeah, I don't think he is. Uh, I think it's four days till Sunday. Yeah. I mean, either way, that secondary is beat up. If, if Jamal Adams isn't back, I like him. Next guy, I mentioned him the last two weeks now, Travis Fulgham of the Eagles. Carson Wentz, that offense is really stepping up. They're facing a probably the worst team in the NFL besides the Jets and the Cowboys. Uh, I use that word uh, stepping put... up a little liberally because they were in the red zone eight times because I bet on them. Folks, I put $475 <laughs> on a two-team bar line, and they got into the red zone eight times and produced six points early on. It was tough to watch. Well, either way. Sounds the... like the New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Fulgham's done great, though. No, I mean – I do like him this week. It was ridiculous. I can't even imagine how bad that Fulgham should have had like 60 points. Really had it. And he, he he might this week versus the Cowboys. Think, he's averaging almost 20 points in the last four I'm games. I'm that. I clearly think he's far and away like a number like one him. wide receiver. And honestly. Another. Uh, oh, so what's that? I was going to say this year, you can honestly build your team through free agency. And by this way, point of the season, have a very solid team. Like guys oh, like yeah. Robinson, oh, yeah. Gaskin, Edmonds, yeah. Fulgham. Like that. If you have those three guys, there's a death lineup on a most mo- yeah. weeks, but back here. Yeah, uh, finishing off, Claypool, he was a big letdown last week. Probably one of the biggest duds. One reception, minus two yards. Uh, 
just horrible. I, I don't like him this week versus Baltimore. Deontay Johnson's back. He's kind of taken back that wide receiver two role. Um, and then my last guy, Rashard Higgins. We know OBJ out for the year. He stepped in, had a great game, six receptions, uh, like 110 yards um, in, in placement of OBJ. I do like him going forward because, you know, Baker and the Browns have been slinging it um, more so with, with Chubb out. So I like those guys to start. And uh, my watch list, I kind of want to just a quick list of guys to really watch for who, who are, I think are on the on the, the trend up. Um, Cole Beasley, Preston Williams, now with Tua. These are guys to watch for. Obviously, Antonio Brown, he might be a better trade value than, than anything. Um, a crazy stat that I read about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since Bruce Arians' system, when Godwin or Evans is in, uh, I have him playing, only one of them has scored 20 points while the other, I think, scores way on. Only one of them scores 20 points. Like, they don't evenly distribute weekly. So, Ooh. I mean, we got to remember there's there's one football in that, I mean, in, with A.B., Godwin, Evans, you got Gronk. So it, I think research. Antonio Brown's value might be at his highest before he even plays. There's some recent, then, uh, there's some recent news about uh, the Chris Godwin being out. He is out. He is out. So I, I like Evans, actually, because of that. Um, but, I mean, as far as A.B., he's wide receiver three in that system right now. Uh one week he might have eight receptions, 120 yards. The next week he might have three receptions. So uh, we'll see. And then, you know, guys to finish off watching, I think Des Bryant definitely. He's on the practice squad, but I think he moves up pretty quick. And then Henry Ruggs, I think he's starting to stay healthy. He's explosive if you're really desperate, Henry Ruggs. Um, lastly, just some guys really that I don't like for this week, um, Julian and Edelman. Preston Williams, I told you guys to watch, but don't start. Uh, and Juju, he he's just versus the Ravens. Um, I, I don't like that matchup at all. But uh, that's it for wide receivers. Yeah, don't hate it. Um, all right, so I just said it right before Hunter just went into the wideouts. Um, QBs, it's uh, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, it's. I broke it down into two. Pretty much, people are gonna prime for big weeks. You know, there's there's not really that many, but I think there's a few prime for big weeks. Um, I I think we're at the point in the season right now where it's if you're struggling with your quarterback, um, you you gotta make some trades. If you if you if you're at the point in the season right now where you're going week to week on a quarterback, I think it might be time to make some trades. Uh, and I think honestly, there's there's a lot of good options out there. Uh, on people's benches or even in free agency. Um, but I think. If you shouldn't, you're at a point uh, right now where we shouldn't be going uh, week to week anymore because it just you, you gotta that you can't have your QBs being a worry every single week. So, yeah. With that being said, quarterbacks I have right now prime for uh, big weeks. I think Brady first the Giants. Uh, I think he's. I think Brady's gonna have a, a field day with the Giants. Uh, we already said this. Jimmy G versus the Seahawks. Uh, we saw what Jimmy G did to the Patriots last weekend. Uh, the Seahawks, like Hunter just said, probably the the worst uh, secondary in the NFL right now. There, uh, I think Jimmy G is going to kill the the Seahawks. Uh, and then I have Tannehill for Cincy. I think that you know we've seen quarterbacks week in and week out uh, put up big numbers against Cincinnati. So I think that's a that's a good one. Um, he's only projected at eighteen point. Oh, 18.1, but I think he's going to surpass that. Um, he put that up in the second half of that against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And um, then lastly, I have Rodgers first Minnesota. I, I think that's a, that's an easy one. Um, as for as far for uh, as far as in terms of questionable picks this week, um, I think the biggest one is Lamar Jackson versus Pitt. Um, Pittsburgh didn't have that great of a second half, but in the first half against Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill specifically, he looked lost in the first half. Uh, I watched that game because I had a lot of players playing in it, and uh, Tannehill just he looked lost. Uh, that entire offense looked lost. They were constant three and outs. Pittsburgh's really good on defense. Um, this In the second half, they found out how to run the ball, and that opened up everything for the offense. But, again, Tannehill did not look good in the second or, uh, the first half of that game. So I think Lamar Jackson, um, he's he's just been inconsistent this year so far. He hasn't been what he was last year. 
So I think that's a questionable pick. Uh, the next one I have is Joe Burrow versus Tennessee. Likewise, like what I just said, um, Pittsburgh, um, Big Ben struggled in the second half. Uh, Big Ben had 16 po- first half points and finished the game with like 19 points or something like that, 18 points. He, he really struggled in the second half. So Tennessee's defense is is for real. Um, and Joe Burrow, I don't know. I, I think he. I, I think this is a after Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I, I don't know. I think. I think he's just. I think Joe Burrow is going to struggle this week a little bit. I think he's projected to have. I like that pick. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he's going to have that great of a a week. Next, I have is Baker first the Raiders. Um, this is a questionable one just in terms because of consistency week out and week in with Baker. It's usually just never there. So Baker had a huge week last week. I'm not. I'm not banking on him to have another huge week again. He, he hasn't done it in his career yet where he's had multiple weeks in a row of just constantly big weeks, especially now no OBJ. Um, I, I just I – don't, I don't see Baker having that big of a, a week here. Um, next, I have Breeze for Chicago. We say it every week. There hasn't been one QB to torch the Chicago defense yet. I don't think Breeze – we're talking about inconsistency uh, this year and just hasn't been as good as he usually is. This is uh, another game where I, I – I question if Breeze is going to hit the numbers that he's projected to hit. Um, and lastly, uh, Cam first the Bills. I, I really don't know uh, with this Bills team because I've been questioning them all year, but um, yeah. I, they did not look good last week, offense or defense, uh, against the Jets. It was it was bad. So and on the opposite side, Cam has looked terrible the past two weeks in a row. So I really don't know what to yeah. expect. Uh, it's it's just this one's a crapshoot. Uh, the Bills could have a great game or Cam could have a great game. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm banking on the Bills, though, probably locking Cam up uh, just because Cam struggles. He, he's looked awful. Um, and, and that's actually what we're going to we're gonna discuss a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're just going to get right into it. It is um, sad. Because <laughs> during this game last week, uh, me and Abel were we actually Facetimed, and then Hunter hopped in because of how bad of a game we were we were actually watching. Uh, it, it was it was awful watching that game. It wasn't it wasn't the New England Patriots of it was like we know. It was almost like a game where you're watching it and you're like, dude, this is what it like. It, it's I think like this is showing signs of like it's officially over. Feels like, like a Jets fan. Yeah. Yes, like I th- I think I finally. Oh, I don't know. That's a stretch because the Jets are awful. <laughs> I mean, Cam was awful, but the Jets are, like, awful. <laughs> There's two levels of awfulness. Uh, the Jets and everyone else. And everyone else, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. That was It was a rough game to watch. and uh, I agree, though. That, that was one of the first games where – actually, the first game watching the Patriots where I thought to myself, eh, this, this dynasty might be over. Yeah, that was that. I can honestly say that that's like the worst. That is the worst Patriots football game I have ever witnessed in my twenty-three years of living. That I, I can recall. I think yeah. the Kansas City game was pretty bad. So yeah, but you knew it wasn't. You knew it was. They were gonna bounce back. Yeah, I did. I did think they were. <laughs> and we, who did we? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is I, like, are we positive these guys are gonna bounce? I wish back fans just saw that. Abel literally just looked the like. Jesus and was like, yeah, yeah, I, I did. Just, like, I knew they were gonna go in and smash the Bengals. I was like, yo, who's Andy? Dunn? Well, question for you two. You two are diehard Patriots. Question for you two: Was all this, all these rings, was it more so because of Tom Brady, or was it more because of Belichick? Brady left this team in awful shape. Like they kept, they kept, I guess, mortgaging their future. For like one year and another year and another year and another right, year. Right, right. And then it got to the point where like, you know, if you're going to let Brady go, you let go of every – like you can't – they couldn't have left Brady without also – The whole system was him. Yeah, like uh, they, they – Is what you're trying – yeah. They kept – like, you know, when, if Jimmy G was still the quarterback, they'd still – they'd probably be better off because they'd focus on younger players, younger talent. You know, Nikhil Harry would still be a bust, but – the team would overall generally be younger. Uh, you know, like, I would imagine Bill would still pick Nikhil Harry in the first round like an idiot. And I don't know, like, just in general, like, I just think 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked, Matt, about, this, Matt, I talked like? about this on my podcast, uh, which came out yesterday or today. I don't even know. It came out today, I think. Today, um, yeah. yeah. Wednesday. It came out Wednesday. And uh, I pretty much just I, – I agree with the bell that I think um, this debate, this Brady versus Belichick debate, it's, it's, it's like it's skewed because it's skewed in favor of Brady in terms of – Who's more important to the team, um, the coach or the player? You know, is the player has to go out and do it. So I think in terms of that, it's a little more skewed. You know, what I mean, Bill Belichick is not—he's right. not out on the field doing these things. You know, he—he's he, relying on other people to do these things. And year in and year out, he's been able to do it because he hasn't had to worry about the most important position on his team every single year. Uh, this is the first year we're seeing where he has to do that, and this is also the first year where the defense that is on paper is not the defense that started the season um, and take eating away his calorie, uh, salary cap because they had eight players opt out. So I think it's it's skewed also in the terms of Brady, like kind of what Abel just touched upon he, when he left. This team was in shambles, um, and he, being the player in free agency, is allowed to go to whichever team he likes, along with other players. So, you and can, he went to the perfect system, the perfect, the perfect situation. Yeah. I don't think there's anywhere else around the league that he could have gone and brought in other people yeah. in. Um, and for Belichick and the Patriots, well, you're kind of stuck. Now you don't have the attraction of Tom Brady anymore. So what's attracting players to come to Foxborough? You know, it's so I think I think that's that's the big thing. I think that's the, and one last thing I do want to say because that was a great point, and I I believe I was listening to Undisputed talking about this, and uh, I forget who who said it. Stephen, I mean, uh, maybe Shannon Sharp, but he said. You know, when Darrell Rivas was go- trying to go there, they got Darrell Rivas on a one-year deal, and they, they brought him in for a contract negotiation. And he wanted $16 million. And Belichick was able to go back then. Go, he goes, you kidding me? I- I'm only paying Tom, I believe, 14 or $15 million. How You think you're going to get paid more than yeah. Tom Brady? So, so, I mean, it's that it's that it's effect, just, that recruiting effect. I agree. It, yeah, it's just it's, – and I think – Belichick, you know, it's, a, it, it's Belichick. He, that's what he does with players. He brings I mean, them in for cheap. I, he I brings them like in for short-term say, deals. It's just what happens. I, I'd like to say one, one last thing about it. I, I think it's also a long-term process. Like, they just didn't want to commit exactly. for two years. When, in two years, you could probably have field a young playoff team again and just build a new dynasty. I think Belichick has cement, cemented himself with a name and, oh, absolutely. A, and a culture. That, you know, he can. Guys will still want to come here because of the championship, uh, the name. Like you know, like I feel like this team for now. It's on, like going to the Steelers. Yeah, it's like going to the Steelers. Like Ste- you always, or the Niners. You know, like you, or, when the Steelers lost yeah. Terry Bradshaw, they were still a great team. They like a solid team in the eighties and nineties. And Neil Neil O'Donnell, they were just good playoff teams, like relatively teams that were competitive, made the playoffs, got to Super Bowls, maybe never won any. But they were just an all-around competitive team, and I feel like that Patriots team, this Patriots team, can be exactly like that. Good ownership, respectable team. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy. They're two and four. Well, you know, uh, we actually did a poll: panic or not, and it's actually crazy. Eighty-two percent of our fans said hit the panic button on the Patriots. We'll see. Yeah, you know, um, that honestly doesn't surprise me. That, I, that, yeah, that doesn't. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna go out of my way and say this. Uh, I, win or lose this week, I still I don't throw the season away. Win or lose this week against the Bills because it's not even based off the Patriots um, and, and what I'm projecting for them to go. I honestly think that the Bills just aren't as good. You know, what I mean, like it's not like it's not like two. You've years been the, ago. you've probably been the highest the the most criticizing guy of the Bills. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's, and it's not, that last few weeks. The, it's not that they're in the division with the Patriots. That, that's not why. Right. I, I just yeah. think when I watch them play, I just see a lot of holes that from them not having dominated this this uh, division. And for, I don't know, 20 years now, the Patriots being on top and being a dominant, like we know that this team is going year in and year out. 
they don't have those same traits as those Patriots teams did. That where it's like, okay, they, they, they're they the team in this division. I just, I don't see them with that title yet. But I, and I think it proved last week against the Jets. Playing play the worst team in Europe by three points on them in the, in the fourth quarter. Six, 16 to 13. I, that's that's eye-opening for me. Uh, I, and I get that their record is good, but I don't know. I'm just not 100% sold on uh, Bill's Mafia yet. And in turn, and vice versa, I'm also not. 100% sold that the Patriots stink. Um, yeah. They competed. They they just... I think this a lot of this comes down to the reliability of Cam Newton. I really think that. Uh, I don't think he's as... He's, he has, he's proven just not to be that reliable over his career, and I think we're seeing that here. You know, he started off real hot, and then he had the week or two where he wasn't in practice, and he just hasn't recovered, so... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're practicing more, like we said. Um, it's a tough situation. Patriots, it's crazy talking about this, but you knew it was eventually going to happen. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just gone to, shit. It's gone to shit real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, next topic we want to bring up, uh, I think one of the craziest free agency pickups in recent years, Antonio Brown heading to Tampa Bay on a one-year contract. It's basically all incentives, um, which is pretty smart for you know dealing with what what happened. And I think he was in it was Oakland Raiders at the time when he went to Oakland, and then you know what happened in Pittsburgh. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Antonio Brown? His impact should should they have picked it up with with all the talent they had? I'm kind of leaning towards more. It was an insurance policy. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's a it's a human element of, of this that I'm worried about, but besides that, I think talent too, like, they had a lot of young talent on that team, like Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, like, it, wide receiver talent was probably the least of their worries. You know, Mike Evans and Godwin, even just with Mike Evans, like, they still got some really good wide receivers. But both of those guys, Godwin's been banged up the whole year, Evans have, has been banged up, OJ Howard's out for the year, I, I get I get well, that Kelsey decision. Like, it's not like yeah, Gronk looks great. Yeah, I, I and I know we didn't go into uh, tight ends this week, but I do. I, and I wanted to say this when I was going over quarterbacks, so I just forgot. Um, I'm a hundred percent believe that Tom Brady didn't throw to, didn't involve Gronkowski in the offense on purpose, trying to save his health, yeah. trying to save him, yeah, so that he's 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 healthy come playoffs for a run. I, and I still believe that. I think I think it's also too that like he's not really football ready at the beginning of the season. Like he wasn't. Yeah, right. yeah, that definitely he wasn't in football shape. Yeah. You know, like this is a preseason game, so like I'm not throwing him the ball like if he's not ready to like catch and run and do all the things that are. You know. And one thing Peyton Manning pointed out of of Tom Brady's recent success is that you're starting to see Tampa Bay's offensive play calling, yeah, less so of Byron Leftwich and more so of Tom Brady's plays. Yeah, yeah. he's bringing a lot of his ball. plays from, right, so. I think that's definitely a, a big thing for Gronk and Brady connection. Um, but but back on the Antonio Brown, it's two th- think, is it a good deal with the locker room? I, I mean, I, that's my concern. Keep, keep his ego in check. And yep. can you keep everybody satisfied for a season? It's, of course, Godwin's uh, contract year. And I think, personally, championship pays. doesn't matter how – like, teams know you can put up numbers. Teams know Chris Godwin can put up numbers. So if you win a title with – and, like, you just kind of – Keep lay low, just do your job, do your role. Teams will pay you a lot of money. They want champions, they want winners, they want guys who don't complain. So for Godwin, I, I like I personally would wouldn't be doing much. I just keep my head down, do whatever to win, to satisfy a guy like A B and you know, see the way things work afterwards. Like a championship's a huge thing too. Like most guys yeah. a lot of guys get paid. Look at Patriots players. Every time we win a title yeah, we lose like five or six guys. Yeah. Even if we don't win, we still lose them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say about AB too is, th- it's, it's just that that Brady, uh, AB connection. Uh, that they played one game together, but AB looked great. Great. He looked great yeah. in one game with Brady. He caught a touchdown. Like pass scary. Yeah. He looked like, great with Brian Hoyer. Let's stop the cat. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it's just I don't think it really. Um, I think when you look at it on the field. 
fully healthy come playoff time. Let's say Godwin, he's out this week. Sit him next week. You know, don't don't sit sit him two weeks. Make sure he's healthy. Um, I think Godwin specifically has been dealing with this. He keeps coming back, and then the next week he doesn't play, and then he plays one week, and then he doesn't play another week. It's just a constant thing. Um, and I think bring on AB. It's it's smart for Tampa Bay in terms of that. You have two beat up star wide receivers. Okay, well you can bring in this guy for incentives, low money, low deal, one year, and um, he can try and he can help take a little bit of the load off not having Mike Evans or Chris Godwin on the field every single week. So it, right. I think it makes sense. Uh, but I also agree with the bell. I think it's the human element of this whole thing where it's like. Can he be trusted? I, I don't know. Because usually when you go right. to the Patriots, that's like, okay, that's the last straw. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you blow it there, you blow it everywhere. So, it's right. – we haven't seen many examples where dudes have gone to the Patriots, blown it, and then come back and had great success. Uh, Although I will say, Brady is the perfect QB for a guy like Antonio Brown to come back. You know, big thing about sports, as you we all know, is respect. You play with a guy like Tom Brady. I mean, he, he didn't – really respect Big Ben running the ship. That's kind of why things fell apart. Tom Brady did the same thing with Randy Moss. If we don't, you know, you guys look back, Randy Moss was a mess at Oakland. Comes in the pay, uh, to the Patriots, and Tom Brady totally changes Randy why Moss did, around. We know what happened. Why did he change uh, AB last year? Yeah, so see, the thing is with that, I think uh, not. what's not talked about is the time frame of that whole AB thing. Is he literally got mm. two... Um, he got to New England, and like two days after he got to New England, <laughs> before he had even played, he fucked that all up and sent that text and told him and told that. Oh chance. right, like yeah. that's how it happened. And then that stuff didn't come out a few days later till after he played. Once it came out, they got dropped. So right. should have never dropped him. I mean, no doubt, AB's situation was worse, but just in relation to Tom Brady's, the perfect guy to. Yeah. And and, I, and Brady visit him in the offseason. So clearly, I think, I think, I'm leaning more towards the human. I'm leaning more towards AB's the whole from thing. South Florida too. So. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards yeah, like yeah, him true. being on the roster long or for the remainder of the season. I don't think he's going to get kicked off because I think if he actually gets kicked off another team, he will be out of the NFL for life. There's no yeah. one else who will take a chance. If it doesn't work out with yeah, the Bucks, this, yeah. this is by far he's, his last. He's been laying low recently like i haven't heard a word from him on Instagram. exactly so that's why i think it's gonna work out I think it's because he knew he knew if he if he did anything yeah, else i think he the, the what do you call it uh the cte wore off a little bit <laughs> come back though come back. it might come you know last point i will say you gotta uh it was the saints and the seahawks who were also interested you know you see that nfc you know we're all they're all going after the nfc championship Maybe you pick him up just so a team like that doesn't have him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, quick question. We'll give him one minute. Just want to give you guys a minute for that. If Cam okay. Newton has a, a poor performance again, do you roll with Stidpiece, you roll with Hoyer, or you roll with Cam? <laughs> um, none of the above. You roll with Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, you might want to put Julian Edelman at quarterback. Dude, you want to hear that? Yo, that might be the decision. Jared Stidham has Nathan Peterman numbers. No one talks about it. He's thrown yeah. twenty-seven passes. Five of them have been picks. One of them was right. a pick six. He literally. I remember last year he couldn't even help the Patriots cover a spread. He threw a duck straight to Jamal. I was at that game. I was at that pick game. Pick six. We and I was just like, we, that was when we interviewed Steve Yassi. I'll never forget that game. Dude, that was he's he's so he's That's awful. Cool. Honestly, right now the guy I think who could most effectively run the Patriots offense, who could probably help us win a game, is Brian Hoyer. Tom Brady. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I see. Mind. I'm of the I, I'm of the mindset. Let <laughs> Brian Hoyer get you to the red zone and put. Cam Newton and oh, like Cam Newton run of the you same thing. T- for touchdown. I'm like Cam Newton's only red zone quarterback. Call up Bill. Yo, That's Brian it. Brian Hoyer was money within the twenty to the fifteen, <laughs> to the 15. and then, after and then that, as soon as he got in the red zone, he shit his pants. Like honestly, I was genuinely <laughs> shocked. You know, like I like it wasn't up until that first pass he threw to Adelman, and then uh, what's his name caught it. Then after that, he was money, like moving the ball down the field. I won't forget that he moved the ball down easily down the field. 
Then it came down to the red zone. Oh, Lord have mercy. That was awful. I, I can't even, like... <laughs> the Patriots should be running the read option. I don't care if Cam's shoulder falls off. Just run the ball. Yeah, dude, Cam just, he just doesn't... He just looks so bad. Like, I, his passes are short. He's, every like, most of the interceptions he throws are either just are straight into triple coverage, double coverage, or they're just behind the receiver, like, at the defender. Yeah, he's, he sucks so much, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, he's, he's on Cam, starting get your numbers up. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's not my starting quarterback. I've actually, I picked up Jimmy G. I like that matchup, so dude, dude, good call G, on that. Jimmy G's handoff cake. Yeah, he is. But he's got George Kittle. He's got weapons. That's that's kind of uh, it for our discussions of the week. Um, a Bell's yeah. corner. It's a Bell's stage. It needs to be a bounce back week. We struggled. You struggled, a Bell. We all struggled. Week 7, it's just a bad week. Yeah, short-term memory. Yeah. We're on week 8. About what are your bets, man? All right, this week, last week I went two for five. So, this is tough. This week I like the Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half. Okay. Let me see. The Packers minus seven against the Vikings. I like Tennessee minus six. I don't know. I scratched that. I don't like Joey. Co- I Joey covers. Joe Burrow's is kind of a beast, so I'd avoid that. Uh, I don't know. This week's kind of a tough week. I got two gar- two ones that I really like: the Packers and the Colts. The Packers and the Colts. I like the Steelers plus four against the Ravens. If they're gonna lose, it's gonna they're gonna lose a close one. If they win, they're gonna win by a lot. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Steelers are going to edge out a victory. That's my personal opinion. I do like the game over at 46. I know it's two really good defenses. Whenever you have two good offenses against two teams with solid defenses, they kind of counteract, and 46 points is not much. You're asking for like a 27-24 ball game, 24-23. That's that's an easy score. They're going to score several touchdowns. Uh I love the Saints minus four and a half against the Bears. The Bears are overrated. I think they're gonna collapse. The most overrated five and one team. Uh definitely. No, five and two five now. And two. Yeah, I, I was saying previously five and one. You know, starting right, starting right, right. five and one. Uh then I like the Seahawks minus two and a half. I think that's that's an easy one. I think they beat the forty ers And then I like the Rams, minus three, three and a half. I don't like Tua playing his first game against Aaron Donald. It's not a, not a good game to start. Yeah, no. Not the best defense to get your first career start. Especially when the Rams are, are starting to turn it up. Yes. All right. You guys heard it here first. You're, you're done with your yeah, bets? I'm done. That's it. I really like the good insight on the Steelers, plus four. I do like that. But you guys heard it here. Um, last question. I actually wanted to bring it up before. That's why I forgot. What are your guys' Super Bowl predictions? We're, ha- we're almost halfway after this week. We're getting an idea of these teams. What are your two early predictions for the Super Bowl? Three seconds then, the Patriots weren't going to win it every single year, and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Patriots doing the Patriots. Patriots over Tampa Bay. Oh, that would be crazy. There's no way Cam Newton leads the Seahawks. And Bill, I trust in Cam. God help us. All right, Pats and Tampa. That's your too early. We'll we'll probably wait a few weeks for other predictions. I mean, the Pats still have time. I. I guess that's the nicest I can be to you, Matt. <laughs> I believe in Edelman's going to take hold of that quarterback position. He's going to dominate. Dude, you know, we're going to have Cam Newton at running back. We're not. Adam, we're going to scratch the running back. Forget about throwing the football on everybody. He gets, Dude, he's got a higher. He might have a higher quarterback rating than Cam Newton has right now. Dude, Cam Newton should be yeah. playing wide receiver. He was. He's a good one. 
running back. About what? What are your? What's your Super Bowl prediction? I'm not gonna pick Kansas City. I just like that's not gonna happen. I refuse to like believe. I mean, it, I mean, it, it already did, but okay. I I do think I think it's a three team race: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Kansas City. Tennessee. I'm gonna go, and and I will never root against the New England Patriots. But if I were to pick a team other than the New England Patriots to come out of the AFC, that's just slept on, in my opinion, it not talked about enough. Is Tennessee Tennessee Titans? Get out of here! They got stomped. That the DBs are trash. Malcolm Butler is awful. Against who they get stopped against? Dude, they got slapped around by the Steelers. They lost by three. That's because they took the <laughs> Listen, that was literally the the biggest. They, they locked Dude, down. They, they, they tightened it up yeah, in the they, second okay, half. They, yeah. no, no, they tightened it up because the Steelers were like, it was like Mike Tomlin brain. Like he was like, all right, back to traditional football. Run, run, run. I don't know. I like that pick. Rabel might be coach of the year. Yeah, I like that pick. They I, literally, I think, I honestly any, gotta think that they, they beat coach, the Steelers right there. Coach if Stasky would, makes it. Any smart coach yeah. would step on their necks and just, just finish the game. Keep throwing the football, blow them out. Like you know, if Kansas City played that game, they'd have done what they did to Baltimore. If Kansas City was up tw- uh, twenty-seven nothing, they would have just kept throwing the ball, put them away by the second half. Well, here's the thing: that is that that offense is very good when Derrick Henry gets going. He was Derrick Henry. He did a yeah, good job. And he was terrible in the first half, but he they was did a great in the job. second half. And that's he still got over a hundred yards. That's what I mean. So like, right? I think so. I think I think he got like nineties. Uh, I want to say, but uh, regardless, I, I'm not taking um, any other team besides the Nova Patriots to come out of the AFC. I never will. So the Pats versus Tampa. You got the Pats versus Tampa. But if I was Tampa. to pick a second team, it would be uh, Tennessee. Tennessee versus Tampa. Yeah. And Abel is still clueless. He's lost. <laughs> you, you just don't know. So we'll skip you. But yeah, I, I think Tampa's the best team coming out of the NFC for sure. I think it's going to be Tampa and Kansas City. I would love that. That would be cool. That would be heartbreaking. In Tampa. Just, In Tampa. Just, I might be there. We just lost movie bets. I think we saw him win a World Series. Yeah. We can't see another one. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's it'll be the Tom Brady curse. Because uh, Gronk is just is also on the team. He's like my second favorite player ever. Um, no, actually, Edelman's my second favorite player ever. Gronk's third. But, yeah, it's that, that, that would be a heartbreaker. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to Pats. Tampa. So, we're all in agreement with Tampa. Tampa's the real deal. I think Tampa now looks like the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah. I don't hate that. I mean, we knew we knew their defense was solid coming into this year. And now Brady's clicking. That's just scary. You don't want to see that if you're in the NFL. Uh, Abel, last call? Or are we just moving on to stud of the week? I mean, I said Kansas City. But... Take that back. KC? You're not even going to list the NFC. You're just going mean, to... I, I said KFC. I'm hungry. Oh, my God. I think Kansas City. Kansas I City. Think champion comes out of the AFC this year. I think it easily comes out of the AFC this year. I think maybe Tampa Bay. It's going to be Tampa Bay Chiefs. Maybe Steelers. Maybe Ravens. You can interchange those. But it's going to be a dogfight in the AFC, especially for the number one seed. Number one seed the most points. Number one seed is big. All right. You guys heard it. Our Super Bowl predictions. We will keep track of that. And we're moving on to uh, Stud of the Week. Last week, Week 7. Abel, you had Kyler Murray. Me and you were in a close one, Matt. Matt Dude, picked Cam I, Newton. That, <laughs> I I think I lost like by, I, like, how did I lose that? Because he got negative points. So I, I didn't he had lose. negative negative point eighteen points. Um, How many points trash. I get? <laughs> you did get one point for that. Yes, just Cam. because one point. Plays. I had to scroll to the second page. That's a sixth of what Cam. you scored in the game last. That <laughs> <laughs> Dak Prescott had more points than Cam, yeah, so ass. we're just putting that out there. Kyler Murray, you picked the bell though. He had thirty, about thirty-seven. I just beat you out with Justin Herbert, thirty-eight point five. So this week I want to start it off. Um, I actually drafted him, and I was so pissed off at him. I dropped him, and now I'm wondering if I shouldn't have dropped him. I'm picking Carson Wentz this week. 
I like that matchup a lot. I don't know. I, it's crazy that I'm picking an Eagles QB over the Cowboys, but that that's what we've come to. All right. For me, I'm going Mahomes against the Jets. I'm pretty sure I haven't taken Mahomes yet. No, you haven't. Yeah, I'm going Mahomes against the Jets. Um, God, I don't know. I'm stuck between because I was I was pretty set in stone on Jimmy G before starting this, but then I just went back to check how many points he actually put up. He only put up seven points against New England. He's, cause That's he's the three. scary thing with Jimmy G. So, I think I'm gonna go Tannehill for Cincy. I like that. Don't trust that sense of defense. All right. Wentz, Mahomes, Tannehill. We'll keep track of that. Listen, anything will be better than negative one point, okay? <laughs> Even straight zeros, Tannehill. I think he, he joins Kirk Cousins on our, our uh, garbage list. Just pure garbage list of, of yeah, wannabe was, studs. That was awful. Flo, and wait, so did you play him last week or did you not? Cam? Yeah. Yo, I did. Damn, that twice... In a season, you have had a quarterback put up negative numbers. Negative points. the first one? Kirk Cousins. Captain Kirk, baby. But by Kirk, the way, we still got to find... The amazing thing we is still Kirk find and Hunter, Cam uh, played... Walmart shirt. Kirk and Cam played basically four games. Flo, honestly... Yeah. Case, it should it should be a thing on this on this podcast. If, you're, uh, if your quarterback puts up negative numbers, you have to get a t-shirt of jersey of that player. So, Flo, well, you have to get a Cam, a Cam just fanboy Kirk and Cam. <laughs> the Cam one's not too bad. They look pretty cool, but a Kirk Cousins man, you like that? You're not gonna yeah. like it. You like that? <laughs> but, all right. All right. Yeah, I think I think that we're calling it uh, with that. We will be back. Take our advice this week. Um, I'm I'm for sure. I don't even know. There's nothing I can do. Fancy to win. I'm just convinced. But take our advice. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly good advice over here. Remember to DM us, ask us questions all week. We're here for you. Unless you're playing us, we will not answer. Hey, my betters <laughs> out there, DM us if you'd like to. Yeah. Come. Just do straight bets. Just don't parlay anything. <laughs> don't parlay a thing. <laughs> then you tr- then and you if tr- you lose, don't don't DM about. Just don't combine. <laughs> don't put the Cowboys in any bets. Don't bet the Patriots. Don't bet your favorite teams. That's always a life lesson. You over overestimate how good they are. I was sitting there for hold on side note, but I was sitting there for like ten minutes, saying I should just do San Francisco. They're gonna win the game. They're gonna make it really close because like it was a teaser, so you buy it. like teaser means everything has to, like the value of everything goes down, but like the, you buy points. So if it's plus three, it jumps to plus six, and the over it goes down to. Instead of forty six, so go to forty, whatever. But the point is that I was thinking about doing forty nine ers plus ten at the Patriots plus four. But I knew the forty nine ers were not going to lose by ten. If the Patriots were going to win, it was going to squeak by a victory. And if the forty nine ers were going to win, it was going to be by a lot. So I should have done the forty nine ers. Just a tough, tough day. Should have picked the Niners. Not gonna lie, I uh, you lost me at tease, but honestly, yeah, <laughs> I respect you for uh, for not. I respect you as a Patriots fan for not picking the 49ers. Listen, I, I got burned <laughs> by the Pats, and I'm done with it. Listen, man, it's just think about it. We've had a great for 20 years. I'll take one bad year for Bill to win it next year, even though they're Patriots. Hey, gonna there's gonna be growing pains. Couple years, maybe, maybe, definitely this year. You guys will be reloaded soon. Man. What are we talking about, dude? The Patriots are winning at all. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah, true, dude. That, that's versus Tampa. Yes. We're, what? we're like petulant children. Like, we don't even know what, like, broccoli is. Like, we just eat candy all day long. That's all I know. That's all I know. That's all I know. Sweet this... enjoyment, happiness. I don't know what it's like to lose. What's, what is it like going, like, 5 and 11? And then, like, we... Oh. Yo, be careful what you wish for, yeah, man. Chill out here. I don't want to do that. Like, okay. I'm, I'm saying this. Like, I enjoy. Like, you guys are gonna freak out if you go nine like, and seven. A bad year is losing in the wild card round for a Pats fan. Yeah, last year was like a disappointment. Disgusting. It made me sick. 
They lost to the Chiefs. I, I don't the- even want to talk. I do. I could. I could do a whole episode on that game because I remember every play <laughs> that happened and how upset I was. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that freaking game. I can see. So oh much my god. It's a different day. It's a different day. What a travesty that was. All right, we're out. We're out of here. I'm getting pissed. Peace out. <laughs>